the Raising Mums podcast. My name is Gemma Elizabeth and in this new season of the show I'll be interviewing Muslim women who are striving to raise the name of Allah and serve the Prophet in their own unique ways using their God-given talents inshallah. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Sallallahu ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sabbihi wa sallam. Before we begin, can we just acknowledge those beautiful vocals from Pearls of Islam? They very kindly have allowed me to use that track as the intro to this new series on the podcast. So if you have never heard of Pearls of Islam, go and check them out. The link to their website is in the show notes. Go and check them out while you listen to this episode. It's an absolute blessing to begin this series of interviews with my conversation with Ustada Dr. Banu Murtaza. So Dr. Banu actually began her career working for the British government. But as her connection to the Prophet began to grow, she found herself moving to Egypt to study Arabic. And then she was fortunate enough to go to Yemen, to Tarim, to study the sacred sciences there. She now teaches online and classes in person. Her passion is teaching about the life of the Prophet This interview was so much fun because, as you will hear, she is such a great storyteller. So let's meet Ustada Dr. Banu Murtaza. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to the show, Dr. Banu. How are you? Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah, I'm very well. Thank you for having me on. How are you? Alhamdulillah, I'm good. Um, you have been on a tour of of the country sharing stories from the sira how how has it been going are you wrapping up now we actually just did the last one on sunday uh, alhamdulillah it has been incredible um very humbling it's uh, the reception always to the life of the prophet وسلم, even a glimpse of it is always uh, beautiful to see in the eyes of both children and parents alike but uh, the reception to this tour really was something else alhamdulillah mashallah that's great to hear mashallah so from your from the intro that we just gave to the listeners it's very clear that you have spent a huge amount of your time of your life mashallah learning about the prophet وسلم, teaching about his blessed life and and his teachings why why as much as we choose anything why have you chosen to take that path with your life um i mean i think to be honest it wasn't until i started to get to know the prophet وسلم, that my own life changed. Um, I was raised in a household. My father is an imam. My Both my parents taught madrasa. Um, I, I was raised in a very practicing, very connected to the deen home. Um, but my own life was, the religion was very, uh, it was by rote. It was all the things that I needed to do. And I just, I did them because 
that's what I was told I needed to do. Um, and when I, and my professional career was, you know, I was traveling the world. I was, um, you know, working in countries all over the world, going in and fixing policies and governments and departments. And I started to get to know the Prophet on the road, actually. Um, and I felt like everything that was empty in my life, he filled. Um, so this job that I felt was incredible, but never quite fulfilled me. Um, all of those empty spaces he filled. The moral compass that I was always, you know, is this the right thing? Where do I need to go? How do I need to do this? Because I was working with governments where my policies would affect millions of people. Um, he was the, the direction that I always needed. But more than all of that, in all of my religious practice, when I got to know the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, everything became not just easy, but beloved. Um, and it became beloved because it was beloved to him, sallallahu It became beloved because I fell in love with him. And when you're in love, you'll do anything to please your beloved. Um, and they are part of everything that you do because you love them. So every conversation you have will come back to the one you love. And I found that as I got to know him, sallallahu my deen, my dunya, my family, my relationship with my parents, I wasn't married at the time, my relationship with all of my friends all came back to him, and it just changed the caliber of my life. So really getting to know him and then spending the rest of my life getting to know him is a very selfish endeavor. It's because there is no time I am happiest than when I'm immersed in a class about the beloved, sallallahu that's so beautiful. That's just... I love how you you spoke there about how, you know, you learned all the things you needed to learn, but something was missing and mm. it was something in the heart that was missing. Uh, SubhanAllah, that's that's beautiful. And it's a matter of, of love, you know, the, the whole thing. It's a whole endeavor of love. It's, it's beautiful. So, you know, a lot of the women who are listening to this show, um, you know, mashallah, they either are educating their children at home or they're taking, mashallah, a very active role in their education. So when we're thinking about it from that perspective then of, of, of where does the Prophet wasallam, where does he fit into this? You know, you spoke about how your own education was perhaps missing or, or lacking in something and you found that as you became a, a, a woman. How do we then, uh, how do we bring the Prophet wasallam, into a child's education? Where does it all fit in? I think in so many different dimensions, I, I do not believe that there is so absolutely in, in your children, knowing the Sira of the beloved of God, absolutely. Um, but you know, even the Sira of the beloved is studied in different ways. So when I first started to learn about the prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, one of the projects that we were doing, um, or one of, I was then contracted actually by the British government to do an entire audit of the national educational policy of Britain. And we found that it was failing Muslim children um, at every level, at every level. We had uh, at that point, I think a 74% failure rate um, in the UK. So if you were Muslim and you were going to a public school, you were 74% 
likely to come out of school with absolutely no GCSEs. Um, and that was, there were socioeconomic reasons for that. If you superimpose money on top of it, it doesn't matter whether you're Muslim or whether you're black or whether you're white. Um, if you were of a particular socioeconomic demographic, you were going to fail. When we told the government these things and we, you know, suggested the improvements, they didn't care. The reality is they, they didn't bat an eye. They were like, that's fine. Just rubber stamp the policies that we wanted, that we want to put in place. And we weren't willing to do that. So we stepped back. Um, which professionally was a problem, but we didn't really care. That wasn't what we were going to do. Within our own communities, though, we couldn't let it slide. We couldn't, if the government weren't going to change policies, we felt we needed to. So we then did an, in, like, without being paid, without contracting, we did a review of how we felt we could improve things for the, for the young people. And in part, it was, um, it was, uh, teaching them English, math and science. In part, it was doing tuition, but in part, it was their character development. It was getting them to know how to sit, how to go into a meeting, how to shake a hand, how to present themselves with absolute confidence from a place that was located in who they were. So we developed an entire mentoring program based on the teachings of the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, and the Shama'il of the Prophet Wasallam. so his character traits. So we worked for two years with around 200 to 250 kids, where we did English, math and science with them. And on the side, our teachers were mentoring them, um, taking from the character of the beloved of God, Wasallam. And those 200, 250 kids that came out that were failing um, when they came to us, we now have, you know, one of them that is, we have multiple kids running their own uh, madaris around the country. We have kids who are, one of them is the top podiatrist in the world. We have people who are doing their PhDs or have graduated from PhDs. But a lot of it comes because they now root themselves and their character in their deen. Um, and they don't succeed in spite of being Muslim, they succeed because they're Muslim. So if you're looking from a kind of a success perspective, taking the character of the Prophet and instilling those elements into your children, not because, or not from a, let me teach you how to be a good person, but let me show you who the best person was. And let's aspire to to develop that because that's who the best person was um, or is. And, and that's how, you know, that's how we're going to be better. That in and of itself is an incredibly powerful dynamic. Um, you know, you want to be loved by God. This is how you get it. Um, you want to be loved by everybody, be loved by God. Once God loves you, everybody else's love comes. And it's irrelevant. You don't even strive for other people's love because you, you're loved by God and he blesses you with all of the other barakah in your life. And then the seerah throughout your days, you know, throughout every story that you have, every circumstance that you engage with, every issue that you face, if you're able to go to the seerah and, and say, you know, the Prophet something happened in his life where this was a situation he faced and this is what he chose to do. Or one of the companions said this about this particular situation. It becomes, your child never feels alone. No difficulty, no trial, no issue, no concern is ever too big to handle because they've already got a pathway to deal with it. And even for yourself, 
where you think, I mean, we're parents, right? So guilt is part and parcel of the equation where you think, oh, did I deal with that right? Did I, should I have done it this way? Should I have done it that way? It, the pressure's off because now you're, you're dealing with it in a, in a way that you know the best of creation dealt with it. It's, uh, it's, it just changes the ball game for all of us in every way, parent and child. It's very empowering, like what you've said there, isn't it? Because it just takes that weight off your shoulders, off the child's shoulders. But there is a degree to which, you know, the the mother. I mean, there will be people listening to this will say, "Well, yes, you know, she's right, but I don't have that knowledge. I don't have that knowledge yet." Um, but I suppose that journey could be taken together with your child. You know, learning to discover more about the beloved of God, Solaris, and that can be done together. Let you know, like you said, you know, let us find out about the best of of mankind together. Um, that could be something that people who are worried about their own knowledge, maybe they they could consider. Do you have any advice for people who who might consider themselves not to know that much about uh, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi The reality is the only one who knows the reality of the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, is God. You know, we can continue to study, we'll never know enough. But 100% what you said there is, is, you know, something I believe is profoundly true, is getting to know the beloved of God together is so powerful. This is actually something that we found with the podcast. Initially, the podcast, when I first put it out, was intended to be for um, young people. It was intended to be for people between 5 and 12, 5 and 13 years of age. The amount of families that get in touch with me and say, we listen together, we sit, we put it on and we all learn so much because we didn't dumb it down. We didn't when when we made the podcast, we slowed it down so that each episode, you know, takes a very detailed look at a particular point of time in the life of the prophet peace and blessings be upon him and we slowed it down enough for it to be digestible. They're short, they're 15 minute expert excerpts, but um we've just found families you know really saying to us we learn together and the bond that it creates because now your point of conversation becomes you know you're having dinner and you're talking about the podcast and the life of the prophet and what happened and why it was such a surprise or you know wasn't that amazing or that made me sad but now your conversations are rooted in the deen you're and therefore, even when you're teaching your children, because again, as homeschooling parents, every time we speak to our children, there is something we're trying to teach them in it. Um, because that's just the reality of trying to be their teacher and their parent at the same time. Um, you find, I found, and I, I, you know, I teach, but learn as I'm teaching, you know, the best way to learn is to teach. So my children will be sat in my Sarah class and inevitably, we will end class and my kids will start going, I have a question. What about this? And why did that happen? And, you know, what's the logic behind? And as adults, we can see sometimes the logic of why the prophet, peace and blessings be upon him has done something or, and again, those teachable moments start coming out. But, you know, one of the most powerful um, pieces of feedback I ever had was from the mom of a teenager. And she said to me that, you know, my teenager has pretty much had left the dean um and then on the school runs i started to put on the podcast and initially there was a bit of a a pushback to that but then her kids would get in the car and go is a new episode out yet is a new episode out yet and then she said something really incredible to me she said you know now when 
the episode is out and my team gets into the car, she doesn't put on her phone anymore. And she talks to me and I thought, wow, like, and then her teenager said to her, actually her teenager attended one of the tour stops and her teenager said to her, you know what, mom, if I'd have had a teacher like Dr. Bano um, in my madrasa, I wouldn't have stepped away from the Dean. And that isn't about me. You know, she framed it as me because she sees me as the conduit, but that was about the prophet, peace and blessings be upon him. When she said that, what she was saying is, if I'd have known the beloved of God, or if somebody had let me get to know the beloved of God, it wouldn't have pushed me away from the Dean. Like I, it would have brought me closer. And I just thought that was incredibly powerful that the family was learning about the beloved and it was strengthening their bonds where they were able to communicate with one another in a way that previously they hadn't. Um, and that this teenager was able to reflect upon her own journey within the religion and say, this would have brought me closer. Like, why didn't I know this before? Do you think that that do you think that that is an important part then in protecting our children's dean, you know, as they become adults and they start questioning things and, and, and seeing things that perhaps they didn't see as children um, to protect their religion? Is it very, very important, therefore, that they know about the Prophet Wasallam and they, they have some kind of relationship with him? 100%. Mm. The, the, real, the reality is we aren't, people that just say la ilaha illallah, that isn't sufficient. There are many people around the world that say la ilaha illallah. There are many people around the world that strive for the love of God. You know, Christians, Jews, Hindus, all any religion you look at, whatever God they worship, they strive for the love of. But when you look at okay, monotheistic religions, those religions, they will still strive for the love of God. They will still strive for la ilaha illallah but it isn't sufficient until you say Muhammad Rasulullah. You have to have Muhammad Rasulullah to the Shahada. If you don't, your Shahada is incomplete. How many of us can say Muhammad Rasulullah and know why and what it is that makes him Rasulullah, that makes him so significant that our very salvation is rooted in him? Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that our very, you know, entry into paradise is rooted into knowing why and without a shadow of a doubt him. And if we do not empower our children with that, if we do not give them Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he is the reason he was defined by say that Aisha may Allah be pleased with her as the walking Quran is because everything within the quran is manifest in him وسلم, everything that god tells us of how we should be of what we should be doing of the values that the 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 practical demonstration of the values that god says we should hold are all in him we cannot convey it to our children without them getting to know him without them seeing those practical demonstrations of God's laws in his life. And he is the perfect balance um, of all of those laws. So yes, not only is it going to um, protect our children because it 
gives them a solid they become like mountains their faith becomes like mountains what you see on the surface is nothing compared to what is in their heart because once you embed the love of the beloved in their hearts the outer stuff the winds the hurricanes that are going to come that are going to shake them from the world outwardly they will never shake the root of their faith on the inside because it's now rooted not just in the knowledge that there is no God but God, but in its love of the beloved of God, and it becomes unshakable. And then on top of that, you give them the reality of that faith. So you protect them by giving them the compass that he is, and you give them the reality of faith, which then means that everything becomes unshakable you know so as they see stuff they go well yeah okay that's not you know the the what's going on in Gaza right now is heartbreaking and difficult for us to bear and it's difficult for us to understand the the pain that people experience and why that pain happens but do I doubt that God exists no do I doubt that God's existence is necessary absolutely not do I doubt that I'm on the, upon the right path no I don't one day I'll come to understand the wisdom of what's going on, or maybe I won't. But right now, is there doubt upon my heart? No, there isn't. This is the correct path for me. And that can only come when you give them, you know, absolute solid, solid faith. And that, that isn't proper until they know the beloved of God. SubhanAllah. So I have so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So it's very clear that we need to do everything we can as mothers, as parents, to help our children develop a love for the Prophet wasallam. on so many levels, you've explained why that's important. Practically, yeah. what, how, what does that look like in the home? What can we be doing as mothers? Sayyidina Ali, she said, um, you can't know the Prophet wasallam and not love him. So how is very simple, just get to know him, really just get to know him. Um, you know, there are so many avenues to get to know the Prophet There are podcasts, so you can just put them on and have them on in the background. You can listen to them, you can do, you can have a 15 minute story time at night where, okay, bedtime, everyone's gonna get together and we're just gonna, one of the pieces of advice that one of my teachers gave me in Tareem recently, she, they said, um, you know, always, always, always the last, you know, just before your children go to bed, connect with them, you know, spend time, give them hugs, connect with them, you know, let them feel the love that you have for them, let them see you happy, let them see you joyful with them, no matter what the days, no matter what's happened in the day, whatever, however angry they've made you, however much of a mess the bedroom is, um, no matter how many times they've come out of their bed to say, can I have a glass of water? Can I have some milk? Can I have a hug? Whatever it is, at the end of the day, that last 15 minutes, make it a moment, make it make it time of connection. If you do that with, you know, you, you play the seerah of the Prophet وسلم, as an audiobook, you read a page from a chapter of his life, you read a page from the Shema'il, you listen to a video lecture of so many teachers have done it, uh, done the life of the Prophet وسلم, online, whatever it might be. And then you do the surah mulk with them so that, you know, they, they close with the Quran in their ears. That is a very powerful time of bonding it's a powerful time of connection um so you can do it that way or you can do it throughout the day because as you're getting to know the prophet one of the things that i had i had mums i did actually i do classes specifically for mums so i would schedule them at like lunch times on a weekday where 
mums might be able to have an hour to themselves or we would do them on an evening on a monday evening where kids were in bed and this was just the time for women to come together and study the life of the prophet and one mum said to me the entire week what i learned in class that that monday the entire week i'm regurgitating it to the kids like it's just every day you know, something will come to me from the class and I'm going, oh, you know, and then I did, and then we studied this and then we studied this and then we learned this and then he did this and then he did that, sallam. So there are different ways, you know, and I, I think it's really important that as parents, we don't just, as mums particularly, we don't just make this about our children. We grow with it. We take time to heal by learning the seerah of the Prophet, sallam. We take time to breathe by learning about him. We take time to just, recharge and empower ourselves and just you know I just it, honestly my husband it's so funny he knows that the minute um you know even if we've had an argument or whatever he knows if I have a Sira class at the end of the class things are going to get better because I'm going to be in a better mood <laughs> like, so even if we're like at loggerheads and I'm okay now I'm going into a class just he's he breathes a sigh of relief because he knows she's gonna recharge and she's going to relax and she's going to come out of it and we're all going to be good and it's very true <laughs> he's very he's very true um so i would honestly say that how we do it we do it by recharging ourselves with the prophet وسلم, and by um connecting our kids to lessons to um stories to classes to um movies about the prophet and it doesn't have to be long you know it, it, a 10 minute 10 minute a day is sufficient and it doesn't have to be okay everything has to stop and now we have to do this it can be let's just put it on in the background and we'll hear it and the kids will hear it you know and as they hear it they'll ask questions about it my five-year-old's constantly playing when i'm in class but she's always the one who when i say does anybody have any questions sticks a hand up first that's brilliant mashallah um so i mean i think that's really important. We know this as homeschooling parents that we don't know everything. And and yet we are learning alongside our kids. And the same is true when we are learning about the Prophet wasallam. It can be the same, just, just like you mentioned there beautifully, that we can be learning with them. We can take them to classes. We can put on a podcast together um, and listen together. And just showing our children that, look, this is important. In fact, you know, this is really important. This is, you know, this is, you know, what I, I center my life around, or at the very least, this is what I prioritize in the days. You know, if we're not going to get this done, we're not going to get that done. At the very least, we're going to, you know, read a page from the seer of the Prophet Sallallahu We're going to prioritize this today. And just your children seeing you do that is very, very powerful. Um, I really appreciate you sharing those uh, practical ideas with us. Um, so you did touch on it briefly already, but can you tell us a little bit more about some of the work that you're that you're doing online or in person for children and for mothers? Um, just before I do, I do also want to say sometimes it comes back to bite you too. Right? <laughs> <laughs> tell us more. <laughs> you know, you empower yourself, you empower your children, but the amount of times my kids will go. You can't tell me off like that. The Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, didn't speak to people like that. You know, and, <laughs> you know. So I remember my 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 daughter. Um, she's like two, two and a half, and I'd put her on timeout for something, and I just said, "Right, that's it. You have to stay here." And she'd done something really naughty. And my my mother in law, whenever I would 
sort of say, okay, no, that's it. You can't do this. She would always intervene. So I said to my mother-in-law, mom, you just can't get involved now. And she said, okay, okay, you know, so, and normally what my, my daughter would do is she'd go, daddy, John, you know, I need you. And my mother-in-law would come running and all of a sudden everything would be better because she knew that daddy John pulls rank over me every time. But this time around, she said, daddy John, and my mother-in-law was biting her lip and she couldn't do anything. And then after a couple of minutes, my daughter, who's only about two and a half at this point, she realizes, okay, you know, my, my daddy John didn't work. You know, that card, I always have that red card and it didn't work. And then she went, Habib, I need you. And I thought, oh my God, she literally called the prophet to the table. Like, <laughs> so I was just like, that's like taking a gun to a sword fight. I said, no, 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 it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> don't, don't tell, don't tell the prophet on me, you know? And it was just, it was one of those moments where she knew she was just like, mm-hmm, I know. <laughs> I know how to get you. And it was very, it was, uh, it was incredibly amusing, um, but it was also very humbling to have your children, to have your children know that that's the avenue they go to when they're in trouble. Uh, so, but as a parent, understand that that's not always a comfortable position to be in, because you know? your yardstick that your children hold you up against is a lot higher than you're often meeting than I'm definitely often meeting the yardstick that they now measure me up against is subhanallah so um yeah I don't want to kind of make it all roses and without the without the the the, the fact that it's going to challenge you too you know it <laughs> challenge you in a good way it makes you better but uh, at the time sometimes you just want to be able to yell at them <laughs> that's what you want to be able to do and uh, they remind you that that's not really the way. Oh, well, what a smart girl, mashallah. Mashallah, <laughs> yeah. Allah bless her. So that's beautiful. Um, so please tell us about what you're doing online now, please, Dr. Banu. Uh, so, I mean, I do a range of things. I do specialize in teaching the seerah of the Prophet wasalam. So I've got courses on that, um, where I teach the life of the beloved of God wasalam. But I also do things like, um, we do a course where we're doing the women around the messenger of Allah wasalam. So we're doing a really deep dive into the women around the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him. Um, and this is crucial because I think as women often, we're told, you know, there is a certain way for us to be. Um, and one of the pieces of advice one of my female teachers gave me very early on in my journey is she said, get to know the mothers of the believers, because when you get to know them, you'll realize that no matter what kind of woman you are, what kind of woman you naturally find yourself to be, whether you're the intellectual, whether you're the, um, you're the overthinker, whether you're the, um, you know, quiet, you know, sort of introvert, whether you're the extrovert and, you know, you're out there and you're, uh, you're confident or whatever it might be, you will find um, mirrors in the mothers of the believers, in the women around the Prophet and you will never again feel like you are less than as a Muslim woman. You will always feel like, no, I can see um, my character traits in them and those character traits that come very naturally to me so I don't have to change who I am to be a good Muslim woman, but they will give you the ways to express those parts of your character in a way that is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because they have those character traits that you have, and they have 
put them and, and place them in their correct um, manifestation so that they become women who even today we model ourselves up against. So I wanted to, you know, I feel as a woman, it's very, very important. I mean, I honestly also believe that men should. And so that's why the course is open to men too. I think men, if they learn about who their mothers are, they their relationship with women in their life changes also and the way they raise their daughters shifts as well um so i do a course on women around the messenger of allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and then i do i do islamic studies as well um our islamic studies program it's a three-year program uh, we launched this year uh, where we're doing aqidah fiqh sira in the first year and in the second year but then we also do you know we we push it up a notch and then we do beginning of guidance book of assistance so we're doing sort of character development in second and third year asul al-fiqh really just getting the kids completely equipped those have the registration for those have closed though because we've just finished term one um so the registration for those won't open until september now um for the next round uh, of students but i think registration for life around the prophet and women around the messenger are the only two courses oh and we also do shafi fiqh so we do fiqh for women fiqh for girls um but the only two courses i think that are available still for registration are um are the the life of the prophet وسلم, and women around the messenger and then there's stuff that i do live you know so we we're coming back to the uk to do another uk tour in january february we're doing a family cedar retreat out in uh, the uae um in early january my my husband myself and Tarek ture who's an african-american poet have um a theater production called the life of the prophet peace and blessings be upon him um where in two and a half hours we do the the entire seerah of the prophet وسلم, but we do it through storytelling through song um and through poetry um and that at the moment um is in development to go on tour across canada to do a national tour across canada and then um in probably late summer of next year and then um, a tour across the US in the fall of next year, in the autumn of next year, and then pop possibly the UK in 2025. So lots and lots going on, really. Okay, so we will put the links for all of that in the show notes to this episode, inshallah. Um, well, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We really, really appreciate it. Jazakallah khair, I really appreciate uh, you having me on and forgive me if I've gone on too long. Um, anytime you give me the prophets a lot is on to talk about, you'll find I'll end up off tangent. So I, I apologize <laughs> if I've done that. Didn't I tell you, mashallah, that was such a great interview and there was so much wisdom um, and so much advice that was shared in that. Honestly, I was so quiet in that episode because I was taking so many notes, <laughs> subhanAllah, um, and I hope you were as well. So just to quickly run through some of the resources and where you can find them online of Dr. Banu. So she mentioned there she's got the Islamic studies courses, she's got the course about the mothers of the believers, and also recently, she has launched Stories from the Sira Palestine edition because Palestine features over and over again in the Sira of the Prophet And now more than ever, we need to tell and we need to know these stories. So that is also available on the same website, banumurtaza.com. And I'll put the link for that in the show notes. And likewise, she's got her Sira podcast, 
which is aimed at children, but as she mentioned, parents love it too. And that is stories from the Sierra.supercast.com. And that is a subscription podcast. If you join today, you'll get access to all the previous episodes, plus every new episode as it comes out. Dr. Banu also has a Facebook page and an Instagram page, which I will leave for you in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, remember to give us a five-star rating wherever you're listening from and share this episode with your friends in your WhatsApp groups. Share this episode out with your friends. I'll be back next month with another interview, inshallah. So until then, assalamu alaikum.